Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? I'm good. I had just finished my taxes. Oh, nice. <laughs> just in time. Excellent. <laughs> and I'm fully vaccinated. Woo. Oh, man, I, I did not react well to that second one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you got a little feverish, I heard. Yeah. Yep. That last night, that our last cast, uh, I woke up the next morning and I was hit by a bus. Dang. Well, at least, you know, the vaccine's working, right? Yep. I made it through, made there it through the light. Right on. We are also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how you doing? How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm also fully vaccinated now. And yeah. Yeah, I got I got my second shot a few days ago, and oh yeah, that was a rough day and a half there. Oh man, <laughs> are we all we're all Team Pfizer? I think right. Yeah, Pfizer. Yeah, yeah Pfizer. Same here. All right. Excellent. Yeah, three for three. I am fully vaccinated myself, so we're serumed up, ready to do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Comic Sauce Podcast is on social media now. Catch us at Comic Sauce Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Today is May 13th, 2021, and we're going to talk some Falcon and Winter Soldier, the second Marvel Studios series on Disney Plus is in the books, and we're going to get into it, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So yeah, you know, when this came out, there was a lot of buzz. A lot of people were watching this show. Uh, we all completed the season. So let's just dive right into it. I thought we might start with our experience watching the show. Have you watched it multiple times? Did you watch it right at midnight release? Did you wait a bit? Uh, what were your experiences? watching this show uh let's start with you christian what was your experience so i watched the show week by week as it aired and i i didn't rewatch it uh at all after i just watched like clips here and there to kind of re-engage re myself with certain scenes and overall like i did enjoy it quite a bit i thought week by week the cliffhangers at the end of each episode were really enticing uh, there was always a lot of like very iconic shots, a lot of uh, viral videos around it, and, and it was quite a joy to watch as it was airing. I think over time, I think as I let it um, let let everything stew, um, the high did kind of wear off for the show. But overall, I did like it, and I would recommend it. Cool. How about you, Rainier? I watched it week to week. I was delayed a few weeks at a time. So I got to watch like two or three episodes back to back. The final episode, I actually, I, I don't know why I couldn't get to it right away, but I did um, I did sit on, on it for about a week. Um, you know, the one thing I noticed about this is not like all of the previous streaming shows. I don't, I didn't see a lot of people spoiling the show. Uh, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the same for you guys, but I certainly appreciate that. Um, did I like it? I mean, hell, it's the MCU doing MCU things. Of course I liked it. Like they, it was great. It was fun. Uh, 
it was everything Falcon and winter soldiery that I would have expected. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they took some, I, I think they took some cool, like, uh, I think they tried to tackle some new territory with like the subject matter of the show. We're not going into spoilers yet, are we? Uh, maybe not quite yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, I liked it. It's great. Nice. Hey, that is interesting. Um, I think myself and Christian pretty much saw it right as they released. Um, but you had some moments where you waited a bit right there, but you weren't spoiled at all. Surprisingly, no. Like, I feel like there were more spoilers of going around like WandaVision, maybe because that was the first of the MCU Disney Plus series to come out. Um, I don't know. Maybe people are still trying to catch up on WandaVision. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it didn't seem like, I didn't feel like I was seeing a lot of spoilers going around for uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, with WandaVision, I feel like so many people were excited about new MCU content that they kind of just threw the spoiler book out the window and just started to post, started to post things like, right and left without any warning. Um, but this one, I felt like there was some stuff. So I was curious. Yeah, I've got spoiled at all, but glad to hear you were not. Um, yeah, with me, um, I definitely enjoy the show as well. Um, yeah, actually, technically, I have seen the show twice through. Two full viewings. Uh, what I did was I watched each episode twice as they aired. So, uh, um, yeah, a lot of it was my excitement for the show. And a lot of it was, uh, on a number of occasions, watching it right as it released, uh, at, uh, midnight, late night Thursday. Yeah. And then watching it again, like during the day on Friday. Uh, so yeah, I got, uh, I got my fill of this show. And, I did, I did uh, one run, by, by the way, just myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Cool. All right. Uh, so I think now we can give the spoiler alert, full on spoilers for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And um, yeah, maybe we can talk a bit about what we liked and what we didn't like about the show. I think we started to get into it already, but maybe we can expand on that a, a bit. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Highlights of the show, lowlights? Anything worth mentioning in that department? I thought it was cool seeing Falcon do more versatile things with his Falcon wings that we haven't seen before. Yeah. I thought I, that was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I totally noted that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really cool. I mean, if uh, Falcon doesn't have the super soldier serum like Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes, he's going to have to get creative with what he's got, right? And what he's got are the wings, right? So it was cool to see him use the wings to use like the booster pack. Um, he, he does a, already have a leg up on Hawkeye, by the way, <laughs> like by default. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like logically he's, he's going to have to get resourceful and and this show really kind of dived into that. You know, in the movies, you, you did see some of that using his wings in, in kind of creative ways, but you really saw that in a big way with this show. That was cool. Yeah. Like, I, I liked it just about any part with Anthony Mackie. It, I thought they did his backstory really well. 
And I thought like the acting between him and Sebastian Stan made for some really great like buddy moments, you know, and it was cool to see their like friendship kind of grow and develop over the season. And the I think they have like really good natural chemistry too. And I think that came off really well. They yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason this show was made like the chemistry between these two actors was so great that, you know, a, a small handful of scenes from the movies got people's attention. You know, people love this duo and it was recognized and they made the show because of it, you know? Um, but that is a good point. Like the show was billed as this kind of buddy cop sort of show, odd couple type thing. And uh, it was made to look like almost like a comedy, right? Like an action comedy. And we definitely got a lot of that. What really surprised me was that they took that and, you know, there was a lot of fun with the action and the comedy. I would say maybe more so earlier in the season, but the surprising part was when it got really serious and they really went deep with like timely social commentary and racial themes that I did not expect and uh, was pretty cool to see. I thought that was you know, surprising and pretty refreshing. And, you know, I kind of mentioned this with WandaVision, but man, it seems like these shows are taking us into uncharted territory. You know, it isn't just the rehashing the movies, you know, they're, they're doing some pretty cool, interesting, unique stuff with these shows. And uh, yeah, it was cool to see. Like I was really looking forward to kind of getting into familiar territory with characters I know and like action stuff that I know. Um, but it was a pleasant surprise to see some, some pretty, some deep, cool, like timely writing and, uh, and delving into some, some pretty edgy themes. It was, nice it was cool that, um, that Isaiah Bradley was brought into the picture. Like, yeah. So he originates from the story uh, Red, White, and Black. Um, yep. I don't know. Have you guys read that series? I have not. No. And um, I don't know. I can't remember how that story was 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 received when it was originally um, released. I can't remember how long ago, like 2003, 2004-ish, I think. Um, but it, man, talk about a deep cut. Like It's cool that they brought him into the story and now he's part of the Captain America mythos. And what a cool way to honor him by having him have his, his, his statue, like, you know, in the hall of Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I found, I found that story actually very interesting. I, I would have liked to have seen more of that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was, was definitely, compelling. definitely a highlight of the show. And yeah, when you see that statue and you see Isaiah's reaction, it was very touching. Absolutely. Cool moment. Another part. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I think another part that I think they did really, really well, uh, as far as the world building of the MCU goes is the post snap world of Endgame or after Endgame. Oh yeah. And the way that, um, you see heroes, heroes and like just civilians alike have to navigate this new world where people just magically 
you know, come back after the population of the world just comes back in one second like that. I guess essentially in a snap. And so like when he's trying to he's trying to get like a a loan or Falcon is trying to get a loan and he can't because the bank just can't really keep up and things like that. Even though he's an Avenger. And and, I'm trying to think of another like really good part that or really another good scene of like the post snap world. That that, that bank scene is interesting because it's kind of like. It's kind of like seeing like your like the 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 quarterback like post Super Bowl and like the hype of the Super Bowl is over, you know. And it's like, hey, cool, it's that it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you recognize him, but just like, you know, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> right. It's like this guy helped save mm-hmm. like the world, and he can't even get a bank loan. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was pretty cool that they delved into the post snap world. You know, what came to mind is, you know, there's uh, people at comic conventions who held signs after uh, or like around Infinity War with the signs were saying Thanos was right. You know, those guys. Mm-hmm. Thanos <laughs> did nothing wrong. Right. It made me think like, oh, they're going to see this and they're, it's just going to be fueled to their fire. Right. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Thanos mm-hmm. was right all along. Right. So look at the world now. It's terrible. <laughs> I may not have been paying attention to those signs because I don't think I've ever seen one of those. Yeah. Thanos is right. That's funny. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Villain sympathizers. <laughs> exactly. Thanos sympathizers. They're the worst, man. <laughs> but, you know, it makes sense. You know, if if all of a sudden half the population disappeared five years later, they came back. The world would be like in total chaos. Right. There would be a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad this show kind of dealt with that instead of just kind of glossed over it right cool to see so yeah going back real quick we we touched upon some of the action stuff um i talked about the opening action sequence of the show previously but i gotta call it back because it is so great you know um i think what they were going for was an equivalent to that opening boat scene in the winter soldier movie where they're just kind of delivering jaw-dropping action and making a statement saying like this is the new shit right get ready um and yeah i was like as excited about the opening action sequence in this show as that scene from the winter soldier movie um totally delivered super exciting it had like the cool like um inventive use of falcon's equipment we're talking about um had some crazy stunts you know um i don't know if you guys watched the making of material for this show um but yeah pretty cool they they, yeah they they delve into that scene a bit and it's like a crazy mixture of cgi and real stunts and uh just like uh, like a, a a mashup of different like uh um, visual effects tech- techniques, but they did literally have skydivers jumping out of a plane. So that seemed real. And sure enough, a lot of that scene was for real. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it felt super real. Like a big reason why I was so looking forward to this show is uh, I felt like I needed the, the realism of, of these type of superheroes. 
um, after like, you know, seeing cosmic Marvel stuff and magic Marvel, like with WandaVision, et cetera. Um, this is kind of my bread and butter, like the, the more street level type characters. And you really got that with that scene. You know, you get the, the stakes of people skydiving, jumping out of airplanes and like, um, you know, real deal uh, stakes. Uh, so uh, you really got that. So uh, phenomenal scene. Great way to, to start off the season for sure. I mean, not, not that it's a bad thing, but I was actually kind of expecting that for the first episode only because like, you know, WandaVision, it was such a slow burn. They had to release the first two episodes to kind of get people hooked. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was definitely hoping for it. I wouldn't say I was expecting it, um, but I was definitely hoping for it. And I, I, I definitely got what I was hoping for, which was great. Um, yeah. Interestingly, the show like kind of evolved from that point on, like it wasn't this nonstop action fest and it wasn't like a nonstop like comedy fest either. Uh, both of which were kind of teased in the promotional material. It looked like an action comedy show. It it didn't seem like it was going to be like uh, this show about like political themes and racial themes and all this interesting social commentary, right? Um, so it, it kind of drew us in with the action and the comedy, and then and then like hit us with with uh, a lot of deepness, you know. So. Yeah, it was an interesting ride. The show is definitely an interesting ride. And oh, Christian, you mentioned the cliffhangers. Yeah. Oh man, um, some of the cliffhangers were were pretty intense. Like, um, there's that one episode. I think it was episode five where Sam opens up the suitcase from Wakanda, and then the show just ends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew they were going to do that. that. Great. I knew they were going to do that. Maybe I take the spoiler thing back because I feel like that was already on a poster before that briefcase was even shown. <laughs> oh, yeah? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that no, on a poster? I, or I don't recall I, that. Maybe. Might have seen it somewhere. Like, I almost feel like with, with like spoilers, it's almost like Disney kind of spoiled it. Like, when they would drop, like I guess, like Baron Zemo dancing. I know it's kind of a meme, but it's like a, it's like, it's part, it, there's like a part where that's in the story or like when you see the Captain America suit at the end and, or that other great cliffhanger ending with the bloody shield. Yeah. Like a lot the, of cool the ending stuff. felt so iconic in a lot of the, in a lot of these episodes. Yeah, definitely a lot of iconic moments. I myself wasn't spoiled to any of that except there's one thing i was spoiled to and i'm i'm not too happy about this it's the baron zemo mask like i really right. wish that wasn't spoiled to me like they used that in the promotional materials they did I, yeah. you know i think they had a poster of a hooded baron zemo like Man, if they dropped that on me without any warning, oh man, I would have been so stoked. I was I really stoked about Zemo as it was, but it could have been even better. I, I don't know actually what I'm more upset about that they spoiled that in like the teaser poster, or he only wore that mask for a brief amount of time to fire like a rocket launcher, and that was it. <laughs> like, I think it would have been cool if we would have seen him in that mask a little bit longer. 
yeah, yeah it really I wish was we got more yeah it was just that one scene really mm-hmm. um but then the fact that we got it was pretty cool um yeah i just wished it hadn't been spoiled to me <laughs> that would have been nice mm-hmm. okay so we've been talking some of the highlights what about low lights what what wouldn't fly so great for you guys wait did we, a- about, did we talk about any highlights about winter soldier <laughs> about bucky he is in the title of the show what about bucky <laughs> I, I don't feel like we talked about him much. And this kind of mm-hmm. speaks to how he kind of took a back seat on this show right he's billed as like the lead of the show one of the two leads but he I like how it started. Secondary like, character. I, I like how they started with his this like, you know, his road to redemption and trying to figure out his place post Winter Soldier. It almost seemed like it would have been more fitting if the show was called Falcon and Bucky because he's not technically the Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like that storyline. I mean, Falcon definitely like took the spotlight between the two of them. And I, I don't know. It almost felt like it was Falcon with winter soldier sprinkled in that's what it felt like i agree i agree yeah it's like falcon feet bucky as opposed to falcon and bucky you know <laughs> yeah that's true if it was like if if, if this was a rap song <laughs> exactly i think the journey of falcon finding himself as mm-hmm. captain america was a stronger story probably that's probably why that it felt that way too right that is true. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah. Although one part, one part with Bucky I did really like was um, when the like Wakandan forces came in, and and how he interacted with them. Yeah, that was cool. And that fight scene where she was it she like the woman like dislodges his arm pretty much and his arm falls off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and... the the appearance of the Thor. Dora Milaje, super Dora cool. Milaje, that's yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, awesome. There's a great fight scene, and um, you know, it's it's it wasn't out of nowhere, right? I mean, they of course want to go after Zemo, and they have a connection with Bucky, so it wasn't forced. Pretty mm-hmm. cool to see all that. So yeah, before we go into some of the lowlights, a couple more highlights. The we should talk about the bloody shield, right? That was a huge moment in the show. Um, when, when John oh, Walker John goes Walker. nuts. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think John Walker in, in general is a pretty cool addition on this show. Like I knew he was going to be in the show, um, but I didn't really know to what extent and what kind of role he would play. Um, but a very interesting character, super unstable and, He's really everything that Steve Rogers wasn't, right? Um, and just because he has the look of the Steve Rogers Captain America, the, the way he behaves is like pretty appalling, right? I mean, they clearly from right off the bat set up, set him up to to, to be a despicable version of Captain America, like, yeah. you know, like the bootleg version. And what's funny is that like some people that I've talked to that some people that I know that have watched the show that aren't super familiar with like the comics or their only knowledge of Captain America is through the MCU, their like initial reaction is like, I can't stand this new Captain America. Is this the Captain America we're going to have? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Cap's story's not done yet. <laughs> 
that's funny like um yeah if you're not too familiar with the comics and all that you might think that this is the new captain america right when he was introduced at the end of episode one uh, a lot of the reaction right? was like why did they pick that guy to play yeah, captain america like, what the fuck man <laughs> like we kind of knew that like okay that's not the real cap like yeah he might even become the u.s agent later and guess what he does um but um yeah i could see how like maybe more casual fans might think that and that's it's pretty funny you mentioned that because i'd be that's, pissed off too i'd be like what the hell who is this guy that's the stark difference between someone that reads the comics and someone that just watches the movies there you go exactly if you know you know <laughs> uh, but yeah john walker was great uh his sidekick lamar aka Battlestar, was was a cool character too um but yeah maybe we can talk about that bloody shield a little bit um pretty shocking uh there was a a pretty cool battle scene between uh john walker falcon winter soldier versus the flag smashers and um it kind of escalated to a point where like a lot of violence goes down right um and the episode essentially ends with John Walker completely losing his shit and murdering one of the flag smashers with the iconic Captain America shield, right? And we see the shield covered in blood. In public, no less. In public. Posted all over Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, shocking. You know, I I really didn't expect it. This is a Disney Plus show. Um, We know that, you know, it's going to be family oriented audience right so like yeah a lot of people were saying like this is allowed on disney plus you know um so i have a question about that so we saw the process of steve rogers turning into captain america he was placed in this casket (laughs) and he had this whole process that was put forth on him to become captain america yeah so are you telling me that john walker took one vial I'm assuming he drank it. <laughs> like, are you telling me that you could have gotten Captain America by simply taking one vial instead of having to take like 25 doses in that whole procedure? Yeah, he didn't even need a second dose like he Pfizer. You know? And he didn't get he didn't get any more buff than what Steve Rogers originally became, you know? All right. So this is the type of important conversation we need to have on the Comic Sauce podcast, clearly. Um, so Steve that- Rogers got the the coca-cola he got classic coca-cola <laughs> and john walker got diet coke is that is that what happened <laughs> well there, there is some explanation in the show like there was that conversation that uh, zemo bucky and sam had with this uh, scientist who came up with this new serum right and as they explain it it's it's kind of a an optimized version you know it's it's like a better version mm-hmm. Because they were saying that um, you will get the enhancements of a super soldier without like the big muscles and stuff. So that's why like this this girl, Carly, who's pretty tiny, you know, having super strength, you know, um, and maybe that also means, OK, you don't need this huge power grid. You don't need this casket. Um like uh, all this stuff that Howard Stark needed to create 
Captain America from Steve Rogers, right? Maybe you just take a shot and you're good to go. You know, I mean, they didn't get into that much detail, but it did seem to imply that it was like a like a better version, like an easier to take version. And it, it doesn't have like uh, some of the, the 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 shortcomings that the original one had. Right. Or maybe they just fell short on budget. <laughs> maybe it's as yeah. simple as that. Yeah. We didn't see John Walker take it. Right. He took it off screen. Right. So who's to know? Did he shoot it up? Did he drink that little vial or, you know, maybe he went, he did go into a casket or something like, who knows? Some other oral cavity. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Gets in your system much faster that way. (laughs) I do also question like, like the, 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 the variable strength that the super soldier serum like allows you (laughs) because as we were talking about earlier, like Falcon was moving just as smoothly as Cap did with no serum, being able to throw that shield flawlessly, even if he had a couple of weeks of practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about this too. So there's a moment on the show where Sam Wilson is asked, would you take the super soldier serum? And he says, no, without hesitating, right? He would not take the serum. And, uh, you know, he's just that kind of guy, right? He doesn't want an unfair advantage. Uh, he wants to be himself. He wants to do it without, you know, I don't know, additional help, etc. So let's start with this. We'll go around the room a little bit. Would you take the super soldier serum if you had the opportunity? No question. Yes. <laughs> Same. I would totally take it. Come on. Like one thing I'm worried about is like, will this be like, you know, steroids or something? Like, is there going to be some weird side effect? Am I going to get like, just, you know, rage out, you know, or like Hulk (laughs) out almost? Am I going to turn to the Hulk where I get really angry and want to punch everything? Or am I just going to be me, but just super strong? That's that's anti-vaccine talk right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're asking the right questions, Christian, because... As we know, or as we should know, with this serum, it's not just a physical enhancement, right? In, in Captain America, the first Avenger, Dr. Erskine tells Steve Rogers, uh, the good become great, the bad become worse. So when the Red Skull takes it, an evil person becomes completely evil. But a good guy like Steve Rogers becomes our greatest hero. Captain so America. what happens if you're like middle of the road? Like what if you're actually <laughs> even keel? Do you become you extra become medium? Like, like super mediocre. True <laughs> 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 <Stop>. neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess these are the things we got to ask ourselves, right? So uh, what would the enhancement be? Okay, so we know we're getting the strength the dexterity, all the good physical attributes, but, but mentally what happens like, yeah, that's a, that's a legit concern, right? Because we see what happened to John Walker. He completely loses his shit, right? Um, we wouldn't want that. Like that would be the reason why we wouldn't want to take it, mm-hmm. you know, that it would enhance our, our mental, uh, you know, shortcomings. I mean, there, there, the thing is about the super soldiers here, and there, there are a lot of, 
like inconsistencies. And I think even like the, um, Oh man, what's the name of the directors of Captain America Winter Soldier? Um, uh, the Russo, Russo brothers. brothers. The Russo brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think even the Russo brothers admitted like there was a there was a huge difference between the power level that like Captain America was in the first movie versus what he was doing in Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. Because he was doing much more amazing, amazing like physical feats in like mm-hmm. you know. He suddenly became a parkour export expert in, in in Winter Soldier, and then fast forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, there's just it, again, I'm going back to like Falcon was able to accomplish everything physically that like Steve Rogers had done without he himself taking the Super Soldier Serum. And I have to imagine that throwing that shield and catching it flawlessly, like that's got to require a whole hell of a lot of skill that he was able to you know, complete within a few weeks of like CrossFit training. <laughs> That's a good point. Let's get back to that. So Sam says he would, he would not take the serum. He doesn't take the serum and yet, yeah, he's able to do a lot of cool stuff with this shield and he's able to fight the bad guys and, you know, get shit done. So what's the explanation? You know, there is a scene, there's, there's a, like a training montage scene, right? Where we see Sam improving his shield throwing skills and his uh, acrobatics, you know? Um, but I kind of agree with you, Rainier. Like, I question, like, wouldn't it take like a lifetime of training to, to get to that level? You know, if you don't have the serum, like, it's kind of a tall order to, to expect you know, someone to be that proficient, right? Yeah. Like I, I would imagine that even after like his few weeks of training, I mean, we're assuming it's a few weeks, right. That even then he would like flub and drop the shield a few times, or it wouldn't recall back to his hand, but like hit him in the shoulder or hit him in the stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I gotta think there's something of a leap of faith here because, um, I, I think what they're trying to, the, the story they're trying to tell is here's like an everyday kind of guy, doesn't have superpowers, um, but uh, because of his, of his will and his desire to do right, um, he, he can be a hero just like anyone, including the original Captain America. You know what I think would have made it more palatable is if he didn't wield if if falcon didn't wield the shield the same way captain america does Mm -hmm. i think maybe that would have been more more of a believable story yeah i didn't think about that like what would you say would be like a different way to wield the shield i mean not throwing it so often actually using it to block more stuff and like using it like brass knuckles i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah you know they I think they delved into that a little bit at the end when Sam does indeed become the new Captain America. He has the shields and he has the wings and the shield. Right. Um, And he kind of uses them together. And I think it would have been cool to see a little more of that because um, that's where I think, yeah, what you're saying, Rainier, it becomes more palatable. Um, It's hard to believe that Sam Wilson can throw down with cap shield as well as Steve Rogers did. But if he uses the shield with his wings, well, that that's kind of more believable because we know 
Sam Wilson is an expert with his wings. So if he can sort of training, com- yeah. yeah, and he combines that with the shield, like that'd be kind of cool, right? Um, so we got a little bit of that, but yeah, maybe maybe not quite enough. Okay, so that might be a good uh, uh, lead into some of the stuff we didn't like as much. I know a lot of us weren't huge fans of the very end of the show, the last episode, essentially, right? So I just mentioned uh, the the reveal of the new Captain America, right? A lot of people were kind of expecting this might happen. It did. Kind of a cool moment when when Sam was revealed in the new Cap costume. Um, yeah. By the way, did you guys like the new? Did you did you guys like the new Cap costume? Yeah, I like it. It it's cool to see it like completely comic accurate to how to how it looks. Um, and there's parts of it that do look like a little goofy, but I I don't know. I thought he rocked it. That is a good point. It is very comics accurate. Um, to me, maybe too much so. It really does look like a comic book costume. And um, yeah, I felt like maybe it, it needed a little bit of adaptation. You know, the the previous Captain America suits, for the most part, were really great because they weren't straight out of the comics, right? They went for more of a like a battle suit look than like a straight up superhero costume. I felt like maybe they needed a little bit of that here too. It just looked too much like a superhero costume. It needed to look a little more like a battle suit, I think. A little I'll more this, practical. I, I, I do like the new Captain America suit compared to like Steve Rogers' Captain America suit in Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree that was kind of a dud. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe better than that one. But to me, it, it kind of it kind of recalled that suit like that it does suit have a lot of that. Was like that. It does have a lot of that, like muscles built into the suit kind of look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does have that. And I think that's what you're getting at, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Not that Anthony Mackie's not built. That dude's ripped. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like there was just so much emphasis on like bulking the suit out that like he didn't need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I agree. It, it uh, again, it just looks more like a superhero costume from the comics than it does a battle suit, something like kind of tactical and like practical. Um, I think it could have used a little more of that sort of look um was cool though you know it was a cool moment um yeah i I was wondering if if this this was going to happen was sam wilson going to become captain america and he did cool to see um now yeah that final episode yeah i think there are a number of things that were uh that kind of came up short here um, just kind of on a straight up action level, I, I was kind of looking for this big action spectacle at the end. Like the show started with an amazing action action scene, has had some cool action throughout, um, but nothing really on the level of that first scene. So at the end, I thought they were going to, you know, 
come with the thunder, right? And, and hit, hit us with it again. And they really did not. So the first really one did, did it did it set your expectations yeah. like way too high for like was it too anticlimactic at the end? It, uh, oh, at the end for sure. Like you know during like episodes two, three, four, and five, I was kind of okay because you know they were giving me some cool action scenes and maybe more importantly a very compelling story. Like when they were when they were delving with the Flag Smasher story and John Walker and Lamar and uh, dealing with these kind of deep. Uh, social commentary moments like I, I was I, I was good you know like I, I'm fine but then I had this expectation that okay well you know the, the big action finale is coming you know and they were even setting it up like they brought Batroc back they were setting up this big showdown with this the flag smashers and everything um, and it, it was a dud man like there, there was a fight between Sam Wilson Captain America versus Batroc, which you know i thought was going to be cool it was pretty weak you know they, they barely fought and it it and it, it ended with sam just kind of leaving just kind of flew out of the building right um now that's like the, oh go, yeah go ahead Renner. did you like the fight between uh walker and uh and falcon oh you mean at earlier right uh like yeah. earlier in the season yeah that was cool oh yeah. from episode five when they were right. fighting over the shield right after, had his, after yeah. the bloody shield yeah and then john walker had like his own like makeshift like shield that he made from like scrap metal <laughs> yeah that, that didn't last like two seconds right <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah real quick th that battle it was falcon and uh, bucky taking on john walker right um very cool you know like that had some of the inventive use of falcon's wings and and booster pack in it right pretty cool it was like um you could see where sam was lacking in the super soldier serum department right he, he was he was outgunned in a way but he used his resourcefulness you know he uses wings um and he uses his, his jet pack um and, and it helps right he and he and bucky were, were holding their own against john walker um now going to episode six though yeah we, we just didn't get the the big climactic battle that i was looking for now from what i'm hearing it was kind of done on purpose right so from what i'm hearing uh they're they're kind of building this new captain america not so much as a warrior you know a world war ii veteran fighting for justice um he's more of a first responder type hero you know, that's the new hero of America, right? Our first responders and you know, first responders aren't warriors. They're, they're, they, they help people. Right. And we got a taste of that at the end when um, Falcon or I guess Captain America now um, saves those people in the helicopter. Right. Kind of cool, but you know, I, and I get that like, okay, it's cool. Like this new, definition of a hero it's a first responder not necessarily a great warrior um but they could have they could have amped up that scene like that scene was just kind of okay um maybe up the stakes a little bit um could have been cooler i thought just overall like yeah that, that last episode was just a little lackluster i could have used some more yeah i think the thing that i struggled with was like defining 
who's the definitive villain in this story? And it seemed like there was just a little bit of villainy here and there, like a little bit with Zemo and then a little bit with, is it Carly? Car- Carla? Uh, Carly. Yeah, Carly. And then a little bit with the Flag Smashers, then a little bit with John Walker. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't seem like there was that big final boss to overcome. And I think that's why it fell short at the end because it's like, okay, who are we really fighting here? Like who's, who's the big takedown to bring down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I thought it was really cool. Like mid season when as the audience, you really didn't know who the villain was. I kind of liked that feeling. Am I supposed to hate Carly and the flag smashers? Am I supposed to like the new captain America? Um, it's not totally clear. Right. Um, I think WandaVision did that really well because we were trying to figure out like where WandaVision was, like what's really happening. And that played well because we were trying to figure out who's the bad guy here. And then when that reveal happened, it was like, oh, here we go. Okay. The eyes are wide open. We know exactly who we need to take down. Whereas here, it's like a little bit of Sharon Carter, a little bit of, um, you know, uh, Zemo. And it's just like a little bit of Batroc and, it's like yeah. who who who's the final boss? Who are we gonna take down? Yeah, yeah, I get I get you. Um, like I was saying, like around mid-season, I thought it was cool. I I thought it's cool that you you kind of purposely didn't know who the villain was. But in this kind of show, you kind of need like a big bad at the end, right? And I think the showrunners knew that, so they kind of leaned into Carly and the flag smashers as being the big bad of it all, right? And, you know, maybe maybe that's where the problem was. I think I think John Walker is the primary villain of the show might have worked better. Like, I felt like yeah, I can see that he was more despicable mm-hmm. of a person. Right. And in the end, um, in the end, it felt kind of weird that Carly just went overboard just to start killing people. Right. She seemed like not like totally off the rails like that. And it did s- seem weird that you know, Bucky and John Walker were, were kind of buddy, buddy at the very end. So I don't know. I felt like there's maybe some, some missing character development there between episodes five and six, perhaps. I wonder um, if it's yeah. because the show was so short. Um, Cause wasn't it supposed to have like a longer run? Yeah. From my understanding, they, they did shoot more, a lot more and um, yeah, there was a lot of editing done so yeah who's to know so we, we need more than just the zemo cut to be released like <laughs> we need the extended cut release we need to get that hashtag going yeah with zemo that, that's kind of 5.5 there you go uh, episode 5.5 would be cool i think there's definitely something missing in between five and six but yeah with zemo i think it's kind of cool like it seemed like he was going to be the villain of the show he was on the posters and everything um, and he wasn't. Instead, he was this kind of interesting side character that it was hard to get a read on him, right? He was helping our heroes out. And um, some of the, his dialogue was kind of outrageous. And some of, it, some of it made a lot of sense where he's talking about um, super soldiers being supremacists, right? Um, it is very thought-provoking kind of kind of tidbits right i, I really dug zemo in, in this show i thought it was cool it's cool to see him in the mask it, it was cool to see him finally like do some fighting 
Um, but maybe even better that than that was just like his perspective on things were pretty fascinating. Like some of the stuff he said, like I was very much in agreement with. And I'm like, man, I'm really agreeing with, with this guy. But yeah, I, I would have liked character. to have seen. I think with Zemo, I think I, w- I would have liked to have seen more of the extent of his wealth. Because remember how they're like, whoa, you're rich. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> right. And like, you know, he's got more connections. Like, I think that would have been an interesting side to see because that was just kind of like a quick surprise tease. And and then he's suddenly like a conniving lackey, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's got his butler doing his dirty work. And if he has that many resources at his disposal, then he's not in jail because he has to be, he could be out of there if he really wanted to. It kind of feels like that, right? When, when he's kind of chilling in his, in his cell on the raft at the end, listening to the radio, getting the news, you kind of feel like he's pretty, pretty calm and, and chilled out. Right. Like I don't need to be here if I don't want to sort of thing. Right. You think we'll see Zemo resurface somewhere in the MCU? I, I sure hope so. I get a feeling we oh. haven't seen the last of him. Yeah. I'd love to see more of him. Yeah. He's great. Did you yeah. guys like the turn with uh, Sharon Carter? Mm, no, I did not. <laughs> I, I, like, um, it was cool that she was like this badass character, but it's almost as if she was like a little too badass. Like, <laughs> yeah. And maybe you can expand on different. that, uh, Christian. Like, yeah, tell us like, about it, that. Because in like Winter Soldier and like Civil War, she's like very much a good guy and like very much helping out our main heroes. And you see her now and she's like real bitter about what happened with the with after the snap and like the, the Sokovia Accords, how she had to go underground. But a lot of her character development, how she becomes a shadow broker is like off screen and like done as a twist. And so um, it's, like, kind of hard to believe in a way. I guess one is that, like, you kind of wonder, like, did did Nick Fury do anything to, like, bust her out? Like, she Sharon Carter's, like, a top agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., isn't she? Like, she's, like, she... And and now she she's, like, kind of just completely selling out the U.S. government at the end. And I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel believable. It felt like too much of a twist. It felt like too much of a leap. And I I don't remember if there were like many breadcrumbs. I know Perfir did call it pretty early. He did call it that. That yeah, was his pick. He, he he actually mm-hmm. predicted she was the power broker pretty early on, and he, he nailed that prediction. <laughs> but yeah, I I totally agree with you, Christian. It, it feels like it was a bit of a stretch. I think the the defense to the argument is we really didn't get to see her character develop a whole lot in winter soldier or civil war. So, you know, who's who, who are we to say like, she didn't have like darker side to it to, to her. Um, but I agree. Like it just, it didn't seem in her nature to be that conniving and, and, you know, that dark of a character. Right. Um, here's another thing I wanted to add. So, she was put in a situation where she had to flee the U.S., right? She had to hide out in Madripoor, right? Because apparently um, she helped, like, steal Captain America's shield and Falcon's wings. 
and she was helping these fugitives of the Sokovia Accords, right? Um, so, okay, that's how they explained it. But wouldn't you think that Steve Rogers would have, I don't know, helped her out? Like, or you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, after they kissed in Civil War? <laughs> like- yeah, like she was basically his girlfriend and she just left her hanging, right? He, he wouldn't even like let her step foot into the United States. I mean, that seemed a little odd. I mean, maybe she's a, oh, maybe she, maybe she's a scroll. <laughs> that, that is the big rumor I'm hearing around now that she's just a scroll. Oh, is that Get it? out of jail free card oh, right boy. there. That would be even more bullshit than what we're talking that about. That would be lazy writing. That's what that would be. Yeah, that'd be stupid. Be a um, cop out, but. Was there a moment where Steve Rogers decided like, I'm in love with Peggy and it's just too weird that I kissed her niece, so I just need to get rid of this bitch. Like, send her <laughs> off to Madripoor and not let her into the United States. Like, is that what happened? Uh, because, like, like I said, it seems weird that Steve Rogers would allow Sharon Carter to like be ostracized like that. Right? That just seems weird to me. So. Sharon Carter snapped. I can't, I don't think that was ever explained. Ooh. Let's see. Was she? They, they didn't say it, but you have to think like to, in order to be the power broker, I imagine that would take like years. Mm. Yeah. Several years of work, like of like getting to that and like being part of this like shadow organization. Well, I mean, if Falcon can throw Captain America's shield within three weeks, I mean, anything's <laughs> possible. Yeah. Anything's possible. But the I implication so. is, yeah, she was around. And if she was around and Steve Rogers was around, I mean, shoot, make a phone call, Steve. Like, help her out, dude. Yeah, he left her hanging. Not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I agree. It, it seems a bit of a stretch that she has become this villainous character. It seems a little bit odd. Yeah, you know, they're going for the like the shock of it. Like, oh, here's this, you know, this pretty blonde girl who, you know, was was Captain America's girlfriend and she was like a total good guy. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. She's, she's bad everyone. So yeah, it was kind of a stretch, I think. Okay. So what else? You know, I, I mentioned geek out moments. There were definitely some fan service type stuff going on in this show as expected. Um, we mentioned Zemo. Oh, I brought up Madripoor. So that that got a lot of uh, buzz, right? Because um, Madripoor is from the comics and, um, you know, its origins are from X-Men comics. So a lot of people were saying, oh, here we go. Like, this is our first step into mutant country, right? So, um, yeah, just general thoughts. There was basically a whole episode about Madripoor. Uh, what are you guys' uh, feelings about uh, that location? I really enjoyed that part. I, um, I think that was probably like my favorite like location from the show that they went to. Like CD criminal underbellies are are really cool. Yeah, and how they have like the techno music, and there's like the club that they go to. Speaking of music, I think one of the songs was a song that was wrapped in Tagalog. By the way. <laughs> Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's cool. cool. That's great. I need to find that song, by the way. Awesome. 
Yeah, Madripoor had a really cool look to it. Had like kind of Blade Runner type vibes, and yeah, like CD underworld shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool in that episode. You know, we did, we talked about how uh, Sebastian Stan was a lot more Bucky than Winter Soldier in the show. In that episode, he actually did become the Winter Soldier, right? He took on that persona. I mean, he's kind of faking it, but it was kind of cool to see uh, that come back for a little bit. Um, As it turned out, uh, however, there really was no mutant stuff whatsoever. Um, I mean, some fans really stretched things. I think there were... There were some X's that showed up in some parts of the show. Like, ah, that's a shout out to the X-Men, isn't it? But uh, really, there was no mutant stuff at all. Um, Yeah, a lot of speculation that there might be some mutant stuff in this show. Uh, But beyond Madripoor, which in itself is a bit of a stretch, you know, to call it like a mutant reference. uh, Yeah, there really wasn't much mutant stuff uh, to speak of whatsoever. Um, but we did get Madripoor, we got Zemo, got the Dora Milaje, we got the U.S. agent also, right? So that was something I was kind of curious about. Uh, I knew that John Walker was in the show, come to find out right away in episode one, he becomes the new Captain America. But uh, I knew him more as the U.S. agent from the comics, right? So I was wondering if that was going to happen. And it did happen at the very end. Um didn't really do much other than declare him as being the U.S. agent. What do you guys think uh, is the future of this character? Do you think he's going to show up more in the MCU? And if so, like, what is he going to be doing? Hmm. Like, I, I I feel like we should see him again because uh, Val is a character that we kind of just barely touched on in the show. And I, I really couldn't get a read on her at all, yeah. whether she was like, good or evil i she like um she is what was she she's like miss hydra in the comics or madam hydra madam hydra and so but i'm not sure how they're gonna do it here how they're you know gonna work the character here or if they're gonna do like a dark avengers but it seemed like a setup for something else so yeah yeah hopefully we do get it because i do think um, the resolution that we got to the character in this show to um, U.S. Agent, well, yeah, that kind of felt a little rushed and kind of felt a little short for such a great, like, episode five before with the shield, with the bloody shield and all that in the fight. Yeah, man, I feel like they 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 went too far with John Walker, like, if they kind of ended John Walker's story with um, him like losing his Captain America status and that that kind of being it, I think that would have been cool. But then, yeah, they brought him back in episode six to help fight the Flag Smashers. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, like I was saying earlier, out of nowhere, he just kind of buddy buddy with uh, with Bucky (laughs) kind of cracking jokes like, well, what is that? from you know where's that coming from and then yeah there's a reveal as the u.s agent which i guess is kind of cool kind of a fun fan service kind of moment but um yeah like if they had left it as okay you are no longer captain america 
you know, he's he's bummed out and like he's just wrecked. He's a broken man. Like, I, I think that would have been a cool way to end his story in this show. And then, yeah, maybe bring him back later. And um, yeah, you wonder what you're getting. Like, he's totally unstable and he's been been given this new role as the U.S. agent and he's a total wild card. Right. Um, yeah. So that I think that might lead us nicely to what is next? You know, uh, there hasn't been a second season announced for this show. However, they have announced a fourth Captain America movie to be in development. So what do we think is going to be in that fourth Cap movie? Any theories? Oh, I, don't, I don't think U.S. Agent's going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, back, so, to, back to U.S. Agent. Like, yeah, I, don't think, I, I, think, I don't think his story is going to continue. And I think the reason why is because if they want everyone to buy that Falcon is now Captain America, like we're not going to call him Falcon anymore. I don't think they want someone that's similar to Captain America in that storyline to not confuse people. Mm. Interesting. What are your thoughts, like, Christian? Like just too many cooks in the kitchen kind of deal. You know what I mean? I actually didn't think about that, but I think you you might be right. That they want the singular captain, you know? Yeah. Well, um, that is a good point. But now that John Walker has this new persona and, you know, a, a different looking costume. I mean, you look at the Sam Wilson Captain America costume versus the U.S. agent costume. They're pretty different, you know, and um, I, I could see it. I could see a fourth Captain America movie with the U.S. agent in, in it in perhaps a villainous role. Um, I, to be honest, I could see the continuation of a, a lot of this show, like the power broker, the the continued story of of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Uh, Val, you know, like we're saying, it doesn't seem like she she got to do a lot in this show and they're setting her up for something in the future. Yeah, it's Captain America 4 seems like a logical progression for that character. Zemo, getting some more Zemo. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I see that movie as being like an extension of this one. And is it the know, Russo brothers that are doing Captain America 4? It hasn't been. Uh, stated so yeah. by the way i don't know if you guys heard about this but one of the writers on uh falcon winter soldier apparently was trying to make a big push to have spider-man in in somewhere in the series like really? where that where he would have fit i have no clue but hmm. interesting spider-man could have been in it uh, wow <laughs> I, I i don't know i think there's too many characters in that show to begin with i think throwing sp- Spider Spider Man in there would have been way yeah, too much. Yeah, that would have been too much. Yeah, publicity stunt kind of territory, right? <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. So speaking of what's next, you know, Captain America Four is fun to speculate, but I mean, in reality, it's going to be a long time before we see that movie. Um, but. Uh, we are getting a lot more MCU stuff this year, pretty soon. In fact, uh, next month we see the next Marvel Studios Disney Plus show, Loki. And then the very next month in July, we get the Black Widow movie. So um, 
Yeah. Where are we? How are we feeling about like where the MCU stands right now? So we got WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, and a whole slew of MCU content upcoming. So what's what's the temperature check right now? How are we feeling? I like I like where they've started off. Um, I think that that post snap world, there's a lot of opportunities for like different kinds of storytelling that they they started to explore in WandaVision and the show Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And so I think it, it's it's a very cool idea that I think they could they could definitely like pull a lot more stories out of of like what the US government is is going to do what what is shield going to do in this world cuz they have they have shows like let's see like what's another show like that Nick Fury show um and then there's going to be Armor Wars and yeah. I can imagine more shows like that uh, that are kind of similar to Falcon and Winter Soldier, where they kind of talk about like this this new weird socio political climate that's very chaotic. And maybe that's where we'll see U.S. agent again. Maybe it'll show up in somebody else's show, like like that, like in Armor Wars or something like that. And um, as far as like. The Avengers themselves, I can't imagine themselves coming back together as a team anytime soon. I think they're probably going to save that for for a much later phase. But um, it seems very new. It seems like a like this like completely new frontier that Marvel has. So I'm very optimistic going forward. Yeah, good points. I definitely agree. It feels like we're going in a new direction here. In, in the right way, you know, like uh, there have been some criticisms about some of the MCU movies being kind of templated, you know, the same thing over and over. But yeah, McMarvel. I, I, yeah, McMarvel, <laughs> exactly. Like you've been saying, Rainier. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, with these two shows, uh, not perfect, it had their shortcomings, but ultimately pretty satisfying and uh, maybe above all new you know, it just just feels new. We're, we're going into uncharted territory and uh, I'm enjoying the ride. You know, this Loki show seems totally different. You know, I can't wait for it uh, to come out next month. And um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just going for, going along for the ride. You know, and, and it's 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 a fun ride. Definitely. And yeah, for me, I think it's it's cool that like. You know, there's still a lot more story to tell with like even just even with the core Avengers that we have from the MCU and like how it's like branching off. But, um, you know, honestly, I not to say that these stories are done, but like they, they have had their time. They, they have had their limelight like they, they've they've been highlighted and showcased. And I feel like I feel like a good direction to go into is. Let's let's see some Fantastic Four not branch off from Avengers or let's see some X-Men that's not branching off from the Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like a whole new chapter with a whole new set of heroes, I think, would be refreshing. Like, stop. Yeah, I, I feel like it's going to get to a point where they're going to continue to ride the coattails of success with all the Avenger stories that it's going to start to get weary. I think yeah, I'd like to just see some fresh new stuff. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, even though WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are these kind of fresh new takes, um, they 
they definitely draw upon past material, right? You know, like there, there's a lot of reference to the Avengers movies and the happenings and the MCU to date. Um, I agree. It'd be kind of cool to, to start completely fresh. You know, talking about Fantastic Four, you know, later along the line, we're going to get X-Men stuff. Um, I wonder if they're going to do that, though, because, you know, when they had the opportunity to introduce Spider-Man, arguably the greatest Marvel character, even with him, they had to tie him to Iron Man and, you know, rope him into this whole backstory of existing MCU storyline, right? They didn't start fresh with Peter Parker. They had to have him be kind of the side character in a Captain America movie and have him be like Tony Stark's sidekick sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I wonder. I, I, mean, I me, do wonder. It's absolutely clear that the MCU has continuity down to a science. Like they, I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but they do beat us over the head with it by you can suddenly make a show successful by having an appearance of a diff- of an Avenger in your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like, <laughs> again, I feel like starting fresh with something new that's not tied from the origins of the Avengers mm-hmm. would be something that I'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe it's just not in the DNA of this cinematic universe to have, anything completely fresh and new like it has to it has to have a continuation from before um i mean obviously from a financial standpoint these guys are making money hand over fist like of course they're not gonna drop this (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it may be what i'm driving at is i is that i would prefer to see like a better handoff like um going back to spider-man like i i to this day have an issue that that the mcu spider-man is so deeply connected to the iron man story yeah um like they they could have kind of you know had solo spidey with homecoming right you know i get it civil war you're introducing him uh to this universe he's he's a he's a side character in a captain america movie and he's part of iron man story that's fine but maybe with homecoming okay let's start fresh but even then they didn't right he was he was deeply tied in with iron man even with far from home right um but maybe a a better way to do it is what they did with black panther right black panther was a side character in civil war also but when he got his own movie it was a totally fresh take, right? It was like a restart of the character and it, it stood alone, right? It, it had nothing to do, I don't, I don't say nothing, but it had very little to do with uh, past Marvel superheroes, right? So, and for me, like, I, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay with having a superhero movie without having it have to be teased from a previous movie. Like, and I think what drives that point home is like, you know, into the Spider-Verse. Like we, that was a great Spider-Man movie and it didn't have to grow from the Avengers universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I may, maybe the sad reality is that we're, we're just not going to see that with MCU because so far everything has, has, you know, 
led to the next thing, right? It's, it's just that continuity thing, right? I, I, like I said, I think it's in the DNA of, of this universe. So um, maybe it doesn't have to be as connected as, as say, the Spider-Man story. Um, but I think bottom line is there's going to be some connective tissue here. Yeah, Always. no, I, I I see what you're saying, but I, I think yeah. that's I think you're right though. That's that that's the formula <laughs> again. The formula that's how they're going to continue with it. Like yeah. we got a little bit of Black Panther in 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 Civil War, then he had his own movie. We got a little bit of Spider Man, then he got his own movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, well, hey, you know what? What might be the big test is this year we're getting the Shang Chi movie and the Eternals movie. Now, so far we haven't gotten anything from from either of those right not a post-credit scene or a little teaser or nothing right so not, not yet we haven't seen uh, black widow yet <laughs> so uh, yeah maybe with black widow or uh like the loki show we'll see but um so far nothing that might be kind of nice if and like, those see, like, two films yeah. are f- totally fresh. I mean, those movies like kickstarting off on their own, like I'm totally fine with that. Like that's that's great. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And I'm I'm hoping that they're great movies. I'm sure they will. They're Marvel, right? Yeah. There you go. Although I guess you could argue already with Shang Chi. You know, the title of the movie is Shang Chi: The Legend of the Ten Rings, and we we got a taste of the Ten Rings in the very first Iron Man movie. So again, there's already a little bit of connectivity there. Um, so like I said, you know, everything that's, that's tied by, that's not necessarily tied by a specific character though. Right. It's like, it's like the X's in Madripoor. Right. And it's like, there's, there's some connection. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a, a loose connection. So well, yeah. Do you think they might have uh, the Mandarin Ben, like Ben Kingsley? Do you think he might show up at all? The fake Mandarin. That's a good Mandarin. question. He wasn't really the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. The fa- the fake one, the quote unquote Mandarin. The- I refuse to even refer to him as the Mandarin, <laughs> but that might be kind of fun. I, I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt there'll be any reference or an appearance or yeah. anything. Uh, we'll see, you know. I kind of hope not. Yeah, same. Maybe as like a post credit, that could be the post credit scene. Yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, usually there's like a serious one and a funny one. Maybe that could be the funny one. Yeah, Iron Man three was the worst. <laughs> it was bad. Although, hmm, Iron Man, Iron Man three versus Iron Man two. I mean, what's the coolest thing we got out of Iron Man three that he could like he could call his armor to him piece by piece, like. <laughs> Oh, I did like that scene where he's just jumping from suit to suit in the battle. The villain that he was fighting was pretty lame, but I thought that was a cool set piece. Like I can't, I can't remember anything that stuck out from that movie that was like moving the story forward. Yeah, it was pretty like, bad. I would take uh, Iron Man two over Iron Man three. Oh, any day, all, all day. Yeah, I mean, Iron Man two was pretty bad also, but oh, I near. liked Iron Man two. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I yeah, did. Yeah, it, was, it was okay. I thought. <laughs> I, I, I kind of go back and forth between the two. It's like, do I? There's parts of Iron Man three I think I like a little better than two, and parts of two I think a little better than three. Iron Man three feels like it's out of continuity, you know, because you never really see Iron Patriot armor again. 
Like you see him blow up all the suits, but he's got all the suits again. I mean, you don't see any of that armor in any of the movies ever again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the end is supposed to be this kind of geek out moment where you see like all these different Iron Man suits battling, right? Um, but I think it it set themselves up for a bit of a trap because I feel like after you see that, you think, well, why doesn't Tony Stark do that all the time? Why doesn't he just build a bunch of suits and then have an army of Iron Men? You know, that's you know, but he never really did that, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? I don't know. Yeah. Kind of did that in Age of Ultron. Kind of. Yeah. Didn't he want he had those like androids? An entire... Yeah. He want... Didn't he also want like an entire shield across the, uh, the, the planet world or something? Yeah. Right. 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 Suit of armor around the planet. Yeah. <laughs> but Cap didn't want it. That's right. Okay. So why don't we go on to our rating? How would you rate? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on a scale of one to five. Uh, how about you, Rainier? What would you give this one? I'll give it a four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, I would give it a four out of five also. Um, yeah, I, I got to say the very end was a bit of a disappointment. I was riding pretty high in this show. I was actually... I was actually like tickling that five out of five for a while. Um, but uh, the finale was a bit of a dud. And in retrospect, yeah, there were definitely some shortcomings on this show. Ultimately, quite satisfying. And um, I got a lot of what I was looking for. So, yeah, four out of five. Definitely. Yeah, and that that four out of five comes from like, I, I feel like the entire series, there was just like a, a lot of tidbits of stuff like, there was a lot of tidbits of cool stuff, but it didn't like come out to like, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously Falcon's story, like was like the key story of his journey of finding himself to finally become captain America. And then everything else kind of was diluted in, in the process. Um, I, I don't, I, maybe because it was such a short run, um, you know, maybe it could have been like fleshed out a little bit longer. Um, who knows? I, I think that's, I think that's, what it was yeah i'm with you i'm with you it definitely had had its shortcomings you know as long as we're airing out some grievances um i did have some other notes on like some things i had problems with now i'm kind of curious your guys's take on this so episode one we saw that like tremendous action sequence where uh falcon is busting out a lot of cool new stuff right he's got Red Wing shooting lasers and missiles and uh, he's throwing bombs and stuff. Uh, so he's got like a whole arsenal, right? So cut to uh, episode two and uh, it's uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, John Walker and Lamar taking on the Flag Smashers. Kind of a cool uh battle on top of uh, trucks right where was all this equipment that falcon had previously right it seems like he he just like ditched all that he he decides to like take the flag smashers on hand to hand 
right? I'm like, where is all this other cool stuff you had before that he, that could have really come in handy, right? So maybe, maybe he sold you know, it off because he didn't get that loan and he just made money <laughs> off it. He was short on cash. He had to sell it. Save yeah. the boat. Yep. Yeah. So I got I, I kind of had a problem with that. Um, so the other thing was uh, there was a cool scene where you where you see Sharon Carter uh, fighting all these guys like bounty hunters or something. Um, pretty cool fight, you know, action showcase for uh, Agent Thirteen, right? Uh, but the problem I had was okay, she's fighting all these dudes and like it's pretty rough. Like she's getting beat up pretty good. Right. Uh, she's holding her own, but she's, she's taking some hits. Right. Meanwhile, Zemo, Bucky and Sam are like in a, in a container, not that far away. Right. They're just having a conversation with this scientist. Right. Uh, she could have used some help basically. Right. So like, I, 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 I feel that, uh, Okay, you, you don't want to leave Zemo alone there, but you know at least one of those guys, Sam or Bucky, come on, give her a hand. There's a perfect explanation for that. What's that? They followed Captain America's lead and said, "We're not going to help her." <laughs> Do not help Sharon Carter. She Actually, regarding Sharon is Carter, not to be trusted. So she's she she ran from the U.S. to to, to go into hiding. I I always kind of question. Do you remember that like? that mask she had that digital mask she took off oh yeah yeah if she's really in hiding why doesn't she just keep that on the entire time <laughs> and she could just stay in the u.s yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's a good question maybe she's like one of these anti-masker types who's like ah oh, so uncomfortable i hate wearing that damn mask you know maybe that's it <laughs> <laughs> wear it all the time <laughs> can't wear it all the time please i can't eat in a restaurant with this thing <laughs> um oh hey did you guys notice this in that finale sam wilson makes an interesting comment uh right before he swoops in for this final confrontation he tells uh i think he tells bucky and sharon uh by the way i got backup did you you guys catch that i got backup i think so yeah like what exactly was he referring to I thought it would be the introduction of the new Falcon. Joaquin Torres would become the new Falcon and he was the backup. Now that did not happen. Uh, by the way, that might be something that happens in the fourth Captain America movie. Um, but in this show, that did not happen. It happens in the comics. And like I said, it might happen in a future movie, but it didn't happen here. So what exactly was he referring to? What was this was backup? Red. Was it Red Wing? Was That's it? what I think it ultimately was. Like Red Wing's back because Red Wing was destroyed by Carly earlier, I guess. Um, <laughs> I gotta see this guy. I don't remember this part. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't a, a big momentous uh, line of dialogue, um, but I, it did strike me when he said it. I'm like, oh wait, oh here we go, New Falcon. Wait, what? what what's coming hip, up here? And as it turned out. It really wasn't anything. And I think you're right, Christian, as it turned out, it was just, you know, the return of Red Wing. But <laughs> yeah, another thing in that finale that just kind of fell short and left you scratching your head a little bit. Anyhow, 
uh, I could probably go all day with these like little gripes and grievances. Um, how about you, Christian? What would you rate this show? Hmm. So I, th- I think I'm actually might go a three out of five. I might, I might score it a little lower. I think that like it has a really good setup um, in the init and then the middle section is like five out of five. Like you get some really great cliffhangers. You get some really cool twists and turns when they bring in new characters like uh, the Dora Milaje and like really great moments with the she- with like the bloody shield. Yeah. And there you get some like really great performances. But like this last episode, I felt like it was like a one out of five. Like it's so <laughs> deflating. Like a lot of our problems kind of stem from this last episode. And I think because it rushes a lot of its resolutions for these these characters, it, it really just colors the rest of the show in a much more negative light. It feels like, man, why did we make this journey if this is kind of how it ended up in a way? And so I like not every resolution I think was bad. I think Isaiah Bradley, that that final moment was was very powerful. And I think it was cool seeing this this new Captain America like on his journey was great. But I think the show overall just bit off more than it could chew it felt like there were just too many characters there were too many plot points and it and just too many great ideas that it didn't really know how to follow up on you know and like i really really enjoyed it while watching it but like like i feel like the longer it sits the more just nah that was that was okay i think it was probably about as good as wandavision and so that sounded like a very negative three out of five for a show I actually really, really enjoyed. Because I think it does some, like, the highs are very high. And watching it week to week is was just so much fun. But that last episode is just like, ah. And so who knows, maybe after this new Captain America, and maybe after they expand upon some of these plot points that just kind of show up, such as the Power Broker and USA Agent and Val... Like, you know, I might come back to this and think of this last episode much more favorably. But for now, yeah, just three out of five. Yeah, really solid points, man. Uh, I do agree that that last episode took away from the show a lot. And I kind of struggled with that. I was thinking, man, does one episode really matter that much? And it really does. (laughs) Number one, it's the finale of the season so it's the last thing you get to see of the season so that in itself is significant number two we're talking about a six episode season so one out of six is a big chunk of what you're getting right uh so absolutely the last episode uh is of great significance and um so wait a second so if you're telling me you watched episodes one through five, then it'd be perfect. No. <laughs> like no. it'd be a higher rating or no, you you have to evaluate uh, this thing as a whole, right? Like if they you totally admit- didn't realize, like if you totally didn't realize there was a sixth episode and you ended it on five thinking that was the finale, like would that have changed your opinion of the series overall? No, because <laughs> like I said, you, you have to evaluate as a whole. Like, dude, if if they ended the season after 
five episodes, you, you see that fucking Wakandan suitcase and then the season ends, that would be terrible. That would be the worst thing ever, right? So no, no, no. I would not have loved the season if it was just those five episodes. Now, well, yeah, if they if they had redone that sixth episode or, or maybe what we're saying um, had like a, an episode or two between five and six, explaining things a little better yeah that might have helped um Ooh, hashtag yeah. release episode 5.5 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got Start i got a question 5. for you guys 5. go ahead I'm, I'm gonna have to assume that or i'm gonna guess that the fourth captain america movie is gonna be it's gonna be sam like that's captain america now do you think do you think the world is ready for sam as captain america like there's no more steve rogers that's a great question. In fact, you might have just described the movie. Like that might be that might be the movie I want to see. You know, maybe not so much about Zemo and Val and US Asian. It's is America ready for a black Captain America? You know, that might be the movie to see, right? Because it touches upon it uh, with the ending of this show. But to really deep dive into that, that could be cool. And there's to add, to add to that. Yeah, go ahead. To add to that, the thing is too is that there's this sentimental attachment to Chris Evans. Like everyone loves Chris Evans, and Chris Evans brought us through the journey of Captain America through every iteration of an Avengers film. Like, are people ready to let that go? In addition yeah. to okay, yeah. this is a black Captain America. Like, can we? Are we gonna? Is that is that our Captain America? Mm-hmm. good stuff and there is a comic storyline about that when sam wilson takes on the cat mantle it's all about this country not being ready for him they hate him he, he is he is it's stated not my cap like people are saying not my cap and uh if they delve into that in a in a movie man that could be pretty cool i would be kind of surprised if they really deep dive into that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's we'll Disney. See. Like, <laughs> are they going to pull the trigger on that? Yeah, who knows? Like they kind of did with this show. You know, we we talk about a lot of the shortcomings, but a big plus is is that they were not afraid to go there. Right? Um, definitely a pleasant surprise that they took some risks. Do you think they were not afraid to go there because it was being delivered to us via Disney Plus and not a theatrical release? I kind of get that sense. It's really cool or seeing on Disney Plus. Kind of get the feeling we won't get, you know, this kind of edginess with the movies. Um, that remains to be seen. Um, but I kind of get that feeling. Yeah. But the, the Asianess may be, you know, in the Disney plus realm, not so much the movies. They did. They like, he touched on it at the end, um, in, in his final speech, how he said, like, he could feel everyone's eyes on him, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. like, I, I feel like that idea has been started. So I think that that'd be really great if they followed up on that. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how like how he's perceived by the by the public and by the government, because the government talked about how they wanted the shield back or like at some point. Well, hmm. I think maybe a follow up question to that is if they don't follow up with that, is that going to be a huge like 
you know, is that going to be like, if, if they don't go forward with that, because they are bringing up those questions, you think they're just trying to dodge the topic altogether? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that'd be worse. Uh, that'd make for a much worse movie. I think so too. Like there's kind of a track record with this content that is timely and, uh, um, you know, speaks to real world issues, right? Um, from Winter Soldier to Civil War to this show. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really cool to see real life issues um, brought to the Marvel Universe, right? So if they, if they kind of pull a 180 with this fourth cap movie and they, they kind of shy away from the racial themes of this show, that yeah, would be a disappointment and kind of a cop out, I think. Okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry, Christian, and Rainier. <laughs>